Mm. Sometimes little Maxwell's broken and he needs to be fixed. I am not broken. <laughs> oh, shattered, really. You okay, Maxie? Yes, I'm fine. I did have a bad day, but actually what we were discussing doesn't really have anything. Well, I guess it actually kind of does. Yeah, yeah. It all ties in. It's no, it does. It's a circle of life. No, because I really did put a damper on my weekend. Yeah. Yeah, because it was a really great weekend. It was, you were doing a movie. Yeah. You were, Maxwell shot a movie. I was in a movie. He filmed a movie. A, it was a paid movie. Did you have a line or two? I, no, I did. I was like a part, I was an actual part of the movie. Oh my God, she wasn't part in the movie. She wasn't just a one-liner waitress. Oh, I was when I did West Side Story. <laughs> I had one line. It was gold tooth. <laughs> Which is apparently a racial slur. <laughs> is that true? Um, yeah, no, it's the part where um, the Jets were trying to take Maria. <laughs> and um, we were, like, yelling racial slurs at her. And I said, gold tooth. Because <laughs> that is apparently a racial slur for Puerto Rican people. <laughs> Well, well, we learned something, Lucy. <laughs> and I said it wrong. I said it so wrong. I, oh, like, I got to find a new chord or something. I said it with like the wrong attitude. I said it, gold tooth. <laughs> 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 and everybody, like to this day, I've seen people that were in that production with me and they were like, do you remember when you said gold tooth and you said it so fucking stupid? <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Tony Soto Show. My name is Tony Soto. Joining me is my gal pal, Lucy Wack. Hey, Queen. How you doing, girl? I'm all right. How you doing? I'm wonderful. And we have Maxwell Esposito. Hi, guys. I'm here. Max Esposito. Max Esposito. Oh, oh, I, I like that. that. <laughs> That's a good one. That's She's our, a Maxinista. That's Kishtini. Yes. Um, uh, hi, guys. How are we doing today? It's a gloomy yeah. day here in LA. It is a gloomy. It's totally winter right now in Los Angeles. It's oh, sunny I, and in the 80s in Chicago. Really? That is when yeah, Chicago is at its best, especially springtime 80 degrees. Because you all just been stuck inside for, what, four or five years? And then you <laughs> get out. And you get to and I love it. I, I was just telling somebody there's nothing like when the city like turns over in like that time, like when you're down, especially when you're like downtown in the loop, like everybody is just so happy. Yeah. Like that first day, it's like 80 degrees and all the businessmen are taking off their sport jackets during the day <laughs> and all the women. My are favorite. Sh- 
My favorite is when it's like been miserable and then it gets up to like 50 and everyone's out in their shorts and t-shirts. Oh, and like the restaurants will get a snowplow to move away the snow and they'll set out yeah. tables and chairs. <laughs> I hated that part. Oh, I love it. Um, we're going to, we're, I mean, listen, uh, listeners, um, we are trying to do a live episode for our five year anniversary. And I would very much like to uh, take Maxwell and I to Chicago to do that. So uh, my Venmo is the Tony Soto show uh, to help make that happen. Um, uh, Lucy, anything cool happening in your life? Oh, you know, the celebration of uh, another year around the sun. Oh, my God, your birthday. Your How birthday. is it that I keep forgetting? <laughs> Gee, I don't know. Uh, Maxwell, uh, uh, Max Pizzito, this is supposed to be Lucy's birthday show. <laughs> I know. you. <laughs> I know you said that last week. Happy birthday, Lucy. What'd you do? What'd you do? What'd you do? Um, I had a really great day. And then uh, I DJed a show that night. And uh, got to kind of fulfill some dreams of um, all the performers agreed to let me pick one of their songs for them. That's right. How did so that go? That that was a lot of fun. Good. And uh, and the show went really well, and it was just a really successful night. And then there was an after party at a friend's house where we went, and there was pizza and tequila for me. So I had a really great night. She's still on that tequila. That's good to know. It's good to yes. know you're still kind of cool, Whack. Good to know. Happy birthday, <laughs> bitch. So. Thanks, bitch. I love that I've got to spend so many years watching you age. It's been very nice. <laughs> you look great, too. Same you look, here. You, you, you. <laughs> watching you become what you feared. <laughs> my father. An old queen. My, my dad. Yep, an old queen. My dad. Uh, <laughs> hi, Maxwell. Hi. How are you, Maxwell? Can we say that you're in a movie, or do I have to edit this out? I actually don't know if I'm... I think I could talk about it. I think I you could just say that they, you were in a movie. Yeah, no, they posted about it online. Maxwell yes. is in a movie, y'all. You guys, I was in a movie this weekend. I um, played a stunning character whose name was Maxwell. He um, was a millennial <laughs> obsessed with selfies and being queer. Oh, they knew not that to fucking try to... hard for you. Yeah, they weren't trying to write... So they weren't trying to make him, like, you know, an autistic genius or anything. He's like you know? a lady or Christopher Walken. He just plays himself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was Whatever. It a was it a fun experience it was it was actually a lot of fun i was on set there was craft services oh those boys are super you good put it all in your purse uh, <laughs> yes yeah i did have to bring my own iced coffee though but whatever well um listen really bullshit they had unionize no they had iced or they had hot coffee but you mm. know i'm allergic to hot coffee well so. you're you're uh, there's a millennial moment explaining that we'll just go She's back and delicate. check it yeah She's delicate, delicate. I just like it ice. Um, guys, I have to talk real quick about. Um, uh, I had the very controversial Miss Tyra Sanchez on the Trap, which is the talk show that I do with Roz Dress for Les and uh, Pickle uh, every month. Uh, it's a live talk show like The View, but with drag queens, and uh, we got Tyra to come on the show. Uh, because she's in the news. I don't know if anyone's knowing that, but she's, uh, she's, she's been alluding to a lot of things that have been making a lot of people scared in the world. And, um, it was just a really super interesting interview because 
I'd always admired her. I've always loved Tyra. I know that not everyone shares that, you know. Some were a Ravens fan, maybe. I was. <laughs> um, so I love uh, Juju B. But so I, I, I believe that she is uh, the deserving winner of season two. Plus, no. she was amazing fucking TV on season two. Cause like she slayed. <laughs> like she was never in the bottom. You, you just never really saw a bitch that was just really just doing her. And that's you know, like like. Tyra was doing her and um but I wasn't sure how the interview was gonna go um I was like what if she's dumb like what if she doesn't have a point of view what if she's just talking to talk and you know I walked away with um more respect for Tyra because the internet, she, like, the internet is a vicious thing, and the internet will fuck you up, and the internet will give you the edit that the internet wants to give you, and Tyra never really got to enjoy her win. She was never really allowed to be the winner of season two, because the moment she was crowned, she, everyone was like, Raven was robbed, Raven was robbed, and... She, the, the aspect of fame was not positive for Tyra. And um, I think that, she, you know, we talked about everything. We uh, She talked about, like, uh, Fifi. And I was like, why would you say that you would beat her up at DragCon? She's like, I didn't say I'd beat her up at DragCon. I said that. And she's like, but I will beat her ass. <laughs> she, <laughs> she was like, I'll find her at the airport. I'll find her. At, and it was like, okay, so you're serious about that. And, and, you know, like regarding, uh, uh, Saturday of DragCon, guys go to fucking DragCon on Saturday, go to fucking DragCon on Saturday. Everything's fine. Just go to fucking DragCon, you know, anyway, anyway, it was super fascinating and super wonderful. And, and she's got a really bad sense of humor, uh, because what she's doing isn't funny, you know, like, like talking about or alluding to violence on the media is not funny and it's not good. But I was talking to Maxwell about this earlier. Uh, when she said, don't go, consider yourself warned. The internet is the one who started talking about bombs. Never was a bomb mentioned in that, in that thing. And then for days later, for her to then come out with a website and have a countdown that says an acronym of B-O-O-M, is it bad humor? Is it poor taste? Maybe so. But it's kind of gangster. And it's kind of fucking brilliant. Because she's just going and feeding what the internet is spewing out. You know what I mean? So, like, she's reacting to what the internet's saying. What boom means? Who knows? She didn't tell us. I asked her. She didn't tell us. Did she say Did why she, say- she threatened <laughs> Fifi or wanted to beat up Fifi? Yeah, she doesn't like fucking Fifi. You know she's what? Like what it comes down to, and, like, let's remember... Uh, and I look back at the receipts when it came down to her saying, if you see her and Tati laid out, I didn't do it, but I know who did or something like that. Mm-hmm. She she said that in retaliation to a tweet that Fifi did to her. It, Fifi started that fight. And Tyra was just fighting. But anyway, I wish that you all could hear it, but we told, but she asked us not to record it. So <laughs> um, and, you know, it. I just I just. I understood. I understood. Although I wanted to, I had a real ethics fight inside. I was like, do I just do it? Um, but anyway, listen, guys, we have an amazing guest on today. 
Uh, we finally got one of those RuPaul's Drag Race Season 10 girls. Our first Season 10 girl on the show of this season is the one, the only, the Vixen. Hi, Vixen! Hey, hey, hey! Oh my gosh, you're on the show. That's fun. Welcome back. Thank you. You know what? I'm so glad to be back. I had a really good moment because it was super cool when I was like, uh, I had to go through people to get to Vixen. <laughs> Why didn't you just tell me? I could have texted her. Yeah. <laughs> that's not how it works now, girl. Now that's not how it goes with the season. Ten when, when they're in the, uh, when they're in the mill, uh-huh. You got to go through people to get Wait, them. is that true, Vixen? If I had texted you and was like, hey, we want to come do Tony Soto show, you couldn't on your own be like, sure, or no. Um, I would, de I mean, I could say yes, but I, I still would have to clear it with the powers that be now. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, because everybody is considered, you know, media or press right. now. Um, I, well, I wanted to ask you, because we brought you on, and we were just talking about Tyra Sanchez. Um, What's your what's your take on on that whole situation? I mean, I could not be more heartbroken with the whole thing. Tyra's like, she was the reason that I really got into Drag Race and really saw myself in Drag Race, and so um, and I do I still sympathize with her because I know that, like you were saying, the fan reaction is what um kind of made her the person that she is now and what's like made her this presumable monster but um it's at at this point it's at a point where because of the jokes and the um things that she's put out recently i can't even defend it at this point which yeah. i would have loved to do with my season 10 platform i would have loved to like give tyra an olive branch and be able to do that but now it's like yeah i feel know, I, I gotta boot that drag con. I, I gotta think about my own safety. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. I told her I was like, girl, I have a table and I'm trying to sell hats. Um so, so can you um well well I mean I think like the thing about Tyra is that she's always felt like she's been backed into a corner by by aggression from other people and she's the type that like she's super super soft spoken like in in real life like just super soft spoken but I think what it come when she's backed up she's going to come out fighting in some way or another you know what I mean and uh she was like I know everyone thinks that I'm crazy now but she's like uh I'm not. <laughs> you know what I mean? <clears throat> and I couldn't dispute that. I couldn't, because like talking to her, I didn't get mental illness. I see more mental illness in Fifi O'Hara if I can have my opinion that's completely, yeah. you know, mine and mine alone. <laughs> I think people, um, <clears throat> you know, especially with Queens of Color, people uh, judge how they react and not what they're reacting to. Yeah. And I think what Tyra's reacting to is years <clears throat> of abuse from the internet, like you were saying. And it's sad that it's taken her to this, like, place of <laughs> just being... I mean, on the one hand, I do stand it because she is super unapologetic, which is why I fell in love with her in the first place. Yeah. But now I'm like, ooh, even I wouldn't go there. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like the um, uh, what what she thought fame was going to be was not what she expected, and she uh, claims that people don't really know 
these fans don't know drag outside of uh, Drag Race, which is true. We talked about mm -hmm. pageant girls. We talked about Ke uh, Kennedy, who's been an icon for years. After her uh, top four status, she was not accepted during her drag con. People weren't interested in going and talking to her. And that's why when she talked on All Stars, she's like, this is what I want to do. So my brand is better. So people notice me. And this is the kind of thing. These are some hardworking drag queens. And, and Vixen, you fought for this in Chicago because I talked about I've talked about how Chicago's uh, uh, scene is uh, is uh, racist and how um, there uh, sometimes it's like blatantly in your face racist and and you've been fighting that for years, Vixen. Yeah, it's um I mean and yeah and you see it even going into knowing that I was going to be on season ten I was fully aware of like that I was also signing up to be treated very unfortunately by the fandom especially yeah. knowing my personality it was like you have to make a conscious decision are am i gonna pretend to be somebody else or am i just gonna be myself and take what comes with that did you did you know girl were you like oh shit they're gonna have a lot of material with me Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell. <laughs> <laughs> well listen we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we're gonna we're gonna dive into it. We're gonna talk about it all. God damn it! You are in the mill. Let's talk about the mill. All right, we'll be right back. If I were a drag queen, I'd definitely get my nails from Nails by Mossy Makeup. But what do I know? I'm just a girl. Custom Nails by Mossy Makeup. Find me on Instagram at mossy.makeup to place your order. Okay, we are back uh, with the show, and we have uh, from season ten. RuPaul's Drag Race, the one, the only. Talk about controversial. What's all these uh, black queens just being so controversial? We have the Vixen. Um, uh, Vixen, let's. We were talking about when you got the call uh, to be on the show. Uh, tell us where you were. Like, where where were you when you got the call saying, "All right, girl, come on on." Uh, I was home in my condo in Chicago, um, and it was funny because I had taken a nap and woke up to a missed call and so i called back because it was a california number so i was like hmm and we you know when you audition you get like you get a bunch of calls and then they make you jump through hoops and answer a bunch of questions so i thought i just had to answer more questions i was like okay what now and they were like no we're just letting you know that you're gonna be on and i was like what <laughs> <laughs> like, i was so ready to like you know like send a pint of blood in or something and they were like no you got it and i was like ah this is crazy because you're the only girl representing chicago that's actually kind of a weight because uh there's such an emphasis on your scene yeah for sure um i think especially you know our girl shay killed it last season so there's always a high expectation for chicago queens you so you got the call and you're there and then and so then you then you then you get there were you what was your main what was your main concern going into this like your main like thing that gave you anxiety um i think i was like i didn't want to come across fake to the people that already knew me you know what i mean because you know i've been doing this for a while and i think people know what my brand is and what my real personality is so i wanted to make sure that i wasn't um holding back for the camera, right? You know what I mean, I don't. Well, you are not. I, I don't think you've been holding back. <laughs> In fact, uh, when you're not untucked, it's like the most boring thing ever. And when you are, I'm living. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Untucked is like the best it's ever been. 
Yeah, the Untucked has been really good. I, I, I've said uh, the, the last couple of times that uh, you've actually been up for critiques. I was like, God damn it. Now what are we going to watch? Yeah. <laughs> Well, that gonna... means half of Untucked is just boring. Now, well, let's talk. Let's talk about uh, the fact that you're a controversial queen, and the and the fact that um, uh, uh, let's talk about your edit so far. How do you feel about it? Um, I think that for the most part, they've tried to show me as a complete human being and not just a hundred percent villain or like tried to hide everything good that I did. Um, it's funny, you know. You say controversial and like. Throughout the season, I haven't been anything but honest. And it's sad that, like, being honest is controversial. You know what I mean? Like, Aquaria really was talking shit about Cracker behind her back. That was, I was being honest. Yeah. And, well, controversial. I was talking about it on the Tony Soto show. I was like, listen, this is this is a real thing. Like, like Aquaria had a problem with it until Cracker was there. And then it was such a blase da thing that, that no, it, suddenly it was like, oh, no big deal. And, yeah. and I was sitting there in my chair as a viewer being like, uh-uh, girl, no, you, you were talking about it all day. And then who chimes in but the angel? <laughs> the angel from the Midwest, the vixen, flies in with no, too vague. Because literally, um, when we're sitting there, she goes, well, someone brought it up. No, you brought it up. <laughs> when we were sitting next to Aquaria, she tapped me on my shoulder to turn around and look at Cracker, putting on her mitt. I'm like, you brought that to our attention. Nobody else was thinking about you two's you brought it up. You said, oh, it's going to get brought up. You got me all worked up and untucked. And then we get to her face. And now you're like, oh, it's not. No, because I just I just trashed this girl and untucked for you. So don't make me out to be the bad guy. You, and you did, girl. You went in. You were like, basically, she's here on a lie. Do you regret, <laughs> do you regret that Yeah, at all? I was going to ask if you had any regrets in any of that. Because you did go hard on some of those situations. Oh, no. I, mean, I don't regret it, it because that's the information that was given to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, like as soon as Aquaria walked in the door, they went, "Oh, here comes the twins," and then the story that we got fed all day was that Cracker had stolen her look and stole her yellow dress and all this shit, and so that was what was given to me. Now, when I say it, it sounds harsh somehow. <laughs> but... Now, after seeing the pictures, do you really think Aquaria stole her look? Or you mean Cracker stole Aquarius look? See? It gets confusing, right? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Did Do you, you think know? the look was stolen? Did you know about the controversy when you before you got there? Did you know about this yellow dress? I feel like it's the Clinton era again, and we're talking about Monica's blue dress. Like, um, Last year at DragCon, I ran into Aquaria, and I said, Hey, Cracker, how you doing? <gasps> and her face was... <laughs> Baby, you want to talk about piss? Did you do Dude, that? On Did you do that to be a shady bitch? No, I didn't. I hadn't even. I had met. It was my first time meeting Aquaria, and I really thought it was Cracker. And no. Had you met Cracker before? Yeah, I met Cracker in Chicago. That's really um, funny. But my first time seeing Aquaria at DragCon last year, I thought it was Aquaria. I mean, I, see, I can't even get it right right now. Like, <laughs> That's so funny. Ain't no one, ain't no one gonna believe you. Anyone yeah. listening to this podcast, you're like, she lying. <laughs> yeah, but no. So I was even, I even knew that they were a similar. I knew that they looked alike. I didn't know that it was an ongoing drama between them. 
Yeah. But I had made the mistake before even walking into the workroom of getting them mixed up. Um, uh, let's talk about, um, you not needing physical confirmation. Um, you, can I just say, I mean, and, and this is not blowing smoke up your ass because you know, I don't like drag. Um, you say the best things, Vixen. <laughs> Like, you just, like, I was like, that bitch literally just said she did not need physical confirmation. Like, who, you work for the TSA, girl? What are you doing? So. That was so good. So funny. Let's talk about Eureka. Uh, fine. Be because we <laughs> because we knew, we knew last season, and I know where you were coming from when you were like, you're exactly in season nine what I knew I didn't like. Because on season nine, you were a viewer. And you yeah. weren't a fan of watching her on TV. And now you have to experience it with her. You have to actually do the competition. Um, how grading was it? Like, 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 were you glad that she started something? That Was that like a release for you to finally be like, look, bitch, I'm annoyed? Um, it was, it was, no, it actually, it made me very emotional. Um, if you notice when in the first few episodes, me, Aquaria, and Eureka, and Mayhem all sat next to each other for every time we put on makeup. Yeah, I noticed that. Mm -hmm. I love because um, Mayhem thought Mayhem really was worried about losing her corner. Yeah. <laughs> um, big mistake on our part. I think we all knew that we were like big personalities and we thought that that would somehow mesh, <laughs> which was, <laughs> you know, we were all like, oh yeah, we're, we're all like known in our own right. Let's like click up. Nah, bad idea. <laughs> Um, for me, I especially I knew that I felt a way about Eureka, so I wanted to like prove to myself that that wasn't true. Yeah. So I was like really trying to like get to know her and see something else, but it it was true, <laughs> and <laughs> she definitely confirmed it in trying to test me because I wasn't giving her the attention she wanted. I, I, you know, I I just. I, <laughs> I, we have been kind of talk. We, we've been talking a lot about the untucks, and I and on two separate occasions, I have broke down each one of your fights, like the one with Aquaria, and the one with Eureka, and uh, the root always leads to white. Um, <laughs> so true. You We're just testing of boundaries, you know? Yeah, you... like that's what I feel like. It's the, these are the two people where you put them in a room and tell them not to push the button, and they'll go push the button. Yeah, they'll and then the call button. you out for yeah. pushing the button. But, but, Tell me that's going to be merch, by the way. Right. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Um, but but I, I look back at this, and um, when we were talking about Tyra in the first segment, and we talk about how the internet interprets things, um, it, it's so quick how quickly the fans of RuPaul's Drag Race forget the beginning of the fight and how so quickly, even through the edit, regardless of whatever, you could have started the fight before and they decided to cut that fucking out. But the edit that the show gave us, you can lead it back to Aquaria and Eureka starting the fight. Um, but then it turned out to be you attacking them. What I thought was a really powerful moment was when you were sitting in Untucked and you broke the fourth wall and you pointed to the cameras and you yeah. said, tell me about that experience. Um, so basically what I mean, what you'll never see on the show is that all the girls were afraid to step on Aquaria or Eureka's toes because they both had huge followings. And so with me 
giving zero fucks and just walking straight through them, I think they both felt like, well, who does she think she is? And I was like, test me and find out. And so they did. <laughs> um, and, you know, I was completely aware of like everything that was going to happen. But I also knew that if they came for me, that I was more than willing to drag them and make them look dumb in front of all of their followers. So I was never afraid to clap back. I love mm-hmm. But I was clapping back. I was never clapping first. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I remember in uh, The Untucked where you were having the uh, dispute with Aquaria and mm-hmm. afterwards Cracker posted that she really wished that all two hours of that conversation could have been uh, viewed by all of the audiences and that there was an actual resolution that came to that. What did, like, how did that actually end between the two of you that wasn't shown in Untucked? Uh, I definitely think, like, me saying leave me alone, and it really did, like, I think the girls kind of came to the same conclusion that, like, um, you know, like, we just needed to separate. We needed to stay away from each other for a while. And to Aquarius' credit, she really did leave me alone. She went and moved to the other side of the room, and I basically didn't see her for the rest of the season. <laughs> like, <laughs> good. Oh, is she, so is she like a ghost right now? Like, what, we're watching it right now, and we're wherever you are, is she just not there anymore? <laughs> I mean, she, like, she could not have moved any further across the room. If like she is exactly the opposite side of the room. Well, wow, she's been running from you since the show started. <laughs> I also think it was. I think she heard what I was saying, and she knew that, you know, that it wasn't gonna go away by her like being up in my face. So she she gave me space, which was good. Mm-hmm. Which was cool on the Untuck this week was actually when uh, uh, Monique and. Uh, uh, Aja, or Asia, God damn it! Um, <laughs> Asia uh, were uh, talking, and the seminary thing came up, and Aquaria tried to be like, "I know semen," <laughs> and and then the girls literally were like, "We're done with you," and that was it. Like they, it was. She sat down, and we didn't hear from her again for the rest of the night. <laughs> so, yeah. she's so a, she's a funny bird. She's strange. Um, are are you walking away? Um. Uh, like with a relationship with with uh, these girls still, or like outside of being connected with the show. Um, definitely, Aquaria and I have a lot of respect for each other. I think we always wanted to like each other. It's just we like butt heads in that moment in such a big way. And so, like you know, time heals all wounds, and we had enough space to. Once we all got back together, we were able to like really enjoy each other and like laugh and smile and hug genuinely yeah once you no longer in a competition yeah i mean i talk a lot of shit about eureka but i'm short in life she is just really a sweet genuine real nice person uh she's 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 southern aren't they all uh but (laughs) but bitch i don't want to see you on tv i just don't (laughs) i just i just don't and and the idea of being in a competition with her uh gives me anxiety um she makes uh, good tv then again i think she's gonna she could very much uh you know excel in the show and she's showing out now well let's talk about the show let's talk about because uh this was uh 
Vixen's struggle, uh, I guess you could say, well, on the, on this show. Uh, we had the... Uh, well, we are getting close to DragCon, everybody. And I would uh-huh. like to say that you would have post-DragCon stuff from Tony's the Tony Sutter show, but we were denied a press pass this year after being accepted uh, for the last three. So apparently, we... now that they're on the cable channels... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't matter, which is fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not hurt. I'm not hurt. I'll still be there. I got a table. I paid you money. I'll be there selling hats. It'll be a party. But it was a DragCon episode, and it was a panel thing, which I thought was uh, super cool. They were doing hair, wigs. I really thought I was going to hate it. You did? I mean, I thought it was kind of like going to be just like a big commercial for DragCon. But like the queens really turned it out. Uh, They did. They did. They did. And and I thought that like, um, uh, well, the way the way they picked groups, were you running from Monet? Me? Oh, no. Um, But, you know, me, Blair and Cracker had already won two challenges together. Yeah. So it was like no brainer. Yeah. Don't Mm -hmm. break it if it's not fixed. Right. Yeah. So Thanks how so did how did you feel? Uh, wait, is that no? Don't fix it if it's not broke. <laughs> there you go. Girl. There you go. Oh, oh weed. That's a millennial moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I saw. I just saw the fix. I was like, what? Wait, what? I said wrong because she did that. <laughs> she did that brow, which looked at me with judgment. Um, <laughs> how did you feel about this challenge and the challenge idea, girl? How are you feeling going into it? Um, going in, we were super confident because so we had hair. So Blair was going to style the wig. Um, Cracker was going to show how to secure the wig. And I was going to show some hairography. Now, in the episode, you never see me doing hairography with the guy. Um, it was funny. I'll tell you that much. The it hairography was funny. Was funny. Um, and I had fun. So they definitely edited it to make it not show all of its high points. Well, yeah, I think I think especially once like at this episode, it really was that point. Like, um, I think definitely after Mayhem went home, we all were like, okay, there are no weak players in this game anymore. Yeah. um, So I think a lot of times they have to like the margin of like pass or fail for these challenges are so close that they really have to pull some strings to make it seem more because it's like everybody's everybody's killing it and you really have to nitpick. Yeah. But to make it clear to the audience, I think you really got to pull the pageant. But I no, was going to say oh, they go were ahead. all not re- like I didn't think anybody did exceptionally bad, like especially on some of those challenges in the past. Like usually there's like a standout. Right. But I yeah. really liked watching all of them at the end of the day. Well, the thing is, is like the Vixen, they edited and I understand it's edited, but but there was some uncomfortable stuff between uh, between you three. Do you feel like you guys weren't really connecting um, um, what I would say is the only thing that I think was real was that Blair wasn't on the same wavelength as me as Cracker as far as sarcasm. Um, but our audience definitely was having a good time and laughing. It was the bar I watched that was a pretty like, um, a very polite bar and they didn't talk during the show. Oh, that's so nice. you could really feel the like panned in awkward silence that the show was doing yeah and i was uh, like i'm like are you telling me that none of these jokes landed are you like really girl 
Um, no, but if you, we had a really good time on our panel. Uh, you know, Blair is, a, she's a wallflower and she like let us kind of steamroll her in the moment. But um, I think that's because Blair's character is so much of, it's, it's, a, it's a fantasy for her. So yeah. doing something that's improv, is, it's harder for her to come off the cuff. Right. And me and like I said in Untucked, me and Cracker, we host shows, we could do this all day. And we're not afraid to go there and like me and Cracker could pile jokes on top of each other all day with no problem. Um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh yeah, I think the I think that's the only thing that was genuine, but our our audience definitely had a good time with us. I was I I was entertained by everything. And during your critique, when they were talking to you, they were like, you had some moments. And I was sitting here and be like, she's had to have had some moments because I feel like it was it was super natural because you are a yeah. host. And so so um, Eureka and and uh, and Monet. Uh, really sure did help out uh, Cameron though this this uh, month uh, this month this episode. Do you think so? I don't know. I watched it today. She seemed to really hold her own and like really be confident in what she was saying. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm I'm saying the thing is, it's like I think that she was in a supportive situation where. Uh, but let's face it, she hasn't said a lot all season. Stop looking at me yeah. like that. Well, yeah, I think you are wrong because I just said I think she did a really good job. I think she could have held her own. She, like, was talking about the shape of her body and how she was, like, wonder, like really inspiring to be Wonder Woman all the time. I thought it was interesting. Okay. Well, good. Well, see, this is why everyone <laughs> I mean, has a different just, opinion. Yeah. And I've been, I've been surprised by her in the past couple of challenges. Like, I thought that when she was with Monet, she was the stronger performer. Like No. That. And we talked about this. Okay, yes, and you and listen. We talked about this. Monet was so bad. Sniffing panties had to be better. It had to be. <laughs> it had to be. So of course it was better because fucking Monet wasn't good. She brought a cake for no reason. So yes, <laughs> I guess. I still don't understand that. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, so and I thought her gyroscope hat was really cool. The thing with Cameron is she can get glowing critiques and never crack a smile. And like you literally have to be like, "How you feeling, girl? You good? <laughs> I really like you this week." Like. Well, the runway was hats, 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 or something. It was very. <laughs> how did how did you feel about your runway, Vixen? I loved my dress. Uh, that was so honestly. I had a dream when I was still in the audition process. I had a dream about being in the workroom, and I was in a giant hat, and um, a girl was giving me static about being a crafty queen. And I had that dream months before we even went to film. And so when I found out that we had a Hats Incredible look, I was like, this is fate. I'm making that outfit that I dreamt about. I'm doing it. Boom. And I think the dream was probably trying to warn me not to make the dress. <laughs> 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 but I actually, whatever. I loved that dress, though. Can I ask you uh, your feelings on the critique that RuPaul gave when she said that there's uh, something that's always just a little unpolished about you? Um, I mean, I could care less what RuPaul thinks about my drag, honestly. <laughs> um, 
you know, because at the end of the day, I do make things and I paint my own face. So, uh, <laughs> so we're we're starting at two different points. Uh, <laughs> and the thing is, is I love the artistic um, rough edges around your drag. I think that it goes with your aesthetic. Um, yeah, I think if I was milk and I was saying that I made a dress out of hats, it would be art, it would be avant-garde, it would be couture. But on me, it's just cheap or basic. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, I didn't like that they said that they stacked me and Cracker against each other and said that like, I'm like Cracker was wearing a sewn mermaid gown made out of lace, and I was wearing wicker hats. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, of course the edges are going to be rough because it's really a wicker dress. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's pretty true. Yeah, I was, so, that's what I thought. I was like, I loved your dress. And then when it was like next to like that lace thing that she was wearing, I was like, yeah, it was just hard to compare them. It's you apples know? and oranges. They're, yeah. not, they're not even in the same genre of outfits. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it was a 99 cent challenge and you wanted to compare us, that would make sense. But I like literally I bought hats from the thrift store and painted each one of them by hand yeah. and sewed them together. You know what I mean? Like you can't compare that to a mermaid dress. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, guys, when uh, when Eureka came out, I gasped like her look to me was excellent. Um. I think that she earned her win this this week. Uh, oh my gosh! Are you I sick? know. Listen, that took a lot. I'm tired right now. That was, wore was that me an out. indica joint? That was. <laughs> 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 um, but your group ultimately landed in the bottom, Vixen. Yeah. Um, uh, what was your thoughts on that? I was like, "There's no way they're gonna make two white girls in blonde hair do <laughs> Diana Ross." <laughs> so, <laughs> so I knew that at one point I was going to be sending somebody home that night. Is you know? that is that why you came into the untucked being like it's Blair and Cracker? Yeah, because I was like, <laughs> think about it, think about it. I mean, honestly, they did get the worst critiques. Um, I think something that didn't show was that the judges said that they wished that I was the moderator because they thought I was the funnier of the three. Yeah, I, but, I thought the same thing. I did too. I thought you really could well, the group well. But to me, that said, okay, you were the funniest. We liked you better. You're safe. You know, that's what I got out of it. Yeah. But, Apparently not. Because <laughs> uh, when when they I, and I'm not, you know, we'll we'll do the Rachel edit here. Uh, we don't know if it was even the clip in the thing, but when they said your name, when you always mentioned that you were in the bottom, like you had a reactionary moment. Was that an authentic one? Like you looked, you looked like you got slapped in the face. Oh yeah, I was pissed. Well, um, you didn't. But also, I was like, it was kind of a it was i felt betrayed i was like you guys definitely made me feel like i was safe and then <laughs> now you're calling me out so i was mad yeah because i mean you, you weren't even rehearsing yeah you were practicing in the back like you were hanging out well i mean it's also diana it's it's Diana Ross. I'm coming out. Like I've known it since I was four years old. <laughs> <laughs> so for, like I'm literally, pretty sure um, I've already when they seen start the song and you hear like the drum beat, I played like they show me doing the trombone, but I played the drum beat intro all throughout the song as well. Like 
Because um, I, I know that song like the back of my hand. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, we brought it up. I wasn't going to say a thing. That's a lie. Uh, you said you played the trombone. But Honey, the tr- I don't know what instrument the, that I, was. I was going to say. I was going to say. Listen. Trumpet, trombone. It could be a recorder for all I know. I don't know. Listen, the last two girls at least got their air instrument correct. You were, you were playing some kind of weird saxophone that turned into a weird trumpet. And I was like, that's a trombone, girl. <laughs> Whatever it is, I played it and I'm safe. <laughs> 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 um, I have to say because okay, uh, Eureka won great, um, and it came down to you. Blair had that uh, that very large, that very uh, big moment where she talked about her sexual assault. Um, that was on stage, and then uh, it comes out that you have to lip sync against her. Did that kind? I mean, y- y- everyone knew. And what I loved about Monique in the Untucked when she's like, "Whoever Vixen's gonna go against, Vixen's gonna send them home." Yeah. <laughs> Monique is my girl. Like she, like I think she got me right away. She was like, "Yep, I know exactly who you are. You're that girl." And it's always fun to be in Untucked with Monique because I can tell the audience reaction by Monique's face. I'm like, okay, that's what people at home are going to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fucking love that. Um, but it was true. But like, didn't did, did kind of feel like, God damn, like Blair just seriously laid some heavy shit on here. And now I'm going to send her home. Yeah, it was really, really rough. Um, and then, like, you know, after we do the lip sync, they always, like, take a pause. They, like, look at the tapes and make sure that they didn't miss anything. And I was, like, inconsolably sobbing. Like, like it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it was, like, either I've sent home a girl who has just had this big coming out story or I'm going home. Like, either way, this is about to be really bad for one of us. Right. And I'm not going to feel great about either one you know what i mean right so it was yeah it was rough and they showed like even when blair was getting her send-off i could not stop myself from crying i was like a wreck yeah um i think that it was an important storyline um to be said especially now and and the and i think it needs to always be told that sexual assault uh can happen on men and it's a real thing and I thought it was a powerful story. But, like, the thing is, is when she got her mom visit, I was like, okay, I think she's going to go home. Um, and was, anyway, what were you going to say? I was going to say her mom moment was really sweet. Yeah. I, yeah. I would have I asked, listen, um, Barb, if you're listening, if I'm ever in a situation where I'm famous and then you're doing a video interview and you have a trach, can you wear a scarf? That's all I'm saying. You have to wear a scarf. That's not going to be my legacy. Um, So you, I I have to say a little bit that I was kind of excited when you had to lip sync because (laughs) I've wanted people to see the Vixen perform. Do you feel like it needed to happen too? Oh, yeah. I mean, I got on the show knowing that they were You know, you don't book a girl who auditioned with a reel of death drops and then not expect her to lip sync. So I was always, I always expected every week 
Like anytime you see me in a gown on the show, know that that gown is a tearaway. <laughs> the peacock, the peacock was a tearaway. The denim and diamonds was a tearaway. If it touches the floor, it rips off. <laughs> I love that. Well, you made it. You made it to fight another day. Um, I thought that the episode was uh, was great. Uh, are you having fun, Vixen? I am having fun now. Watch. <laughs> uh, yeah, when you walked, when you got done from the experience and you got home, like, were were you in a happy place about about the the, the taping, or were you uneasy? Like, what were you feeling? Um, I was anxious because I knew that I had said some important things, some controversial things, that I had a lot of big moments. I knew I was going to get a lot of airtime. But I didn't know what the audience reaction was going to be, so that was the scary part. Yeah. Well, you say it's been for the most part. It's been surprisingly good. I think there are more woke people and real people in the world than there used to be, especially watching the show. And I think people are aware of the narratives and the storylines. And I think that there's a lot of support for people who are actually keeping it real. Mm-hmm. And I do think the audience was starved for drama so that works in my favor too oh yeah, yeah. Gay, gay twitter really loves you you yeah came, you you came we love in, you. you came in being like season eight what uh or season well nine what you know season what i mean nine. season well, nine see season. it's That's so boring i already forgot which one it was um but but you were like there will be no kumbaya bullshit on my <laughs> season um it's so fun watching you on RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, I'm so unbelievably proud of what you're doing and and honestly how you're representing yourself because I've known you for many years and it's the same vixen that I've known for a long time. Thank you. That's Literally, that's all I wanted to hear coming back. I wanted the people who knew me to say that I was being myself. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to do our listener questions of the week. Are you going to stick around? I'll be here. Oh, perfect. Well, let's take a break. We'll be right back. You know what, Casey? What's that, Tony Soto? I do so many things. How many things do you do? Just so, so many. You should be listening to The Gay Power Half Hour. Tune in. How can I do that? On The Gay Power Half an Hour SoundCloud and iTunes. Sorry, I had to set the timer. Start. Hello, and we are back with the show, and we are going to do our listener questions. And listen, listeners, we do these every week. So if you would like to hear your questions, your complaints, your concerns, your comments, then why don't you send them to us at the Tony Soto Show at gmail.com, subject line, listener questions. And you know, that being said about commenting, go to our iTunes and subscribe to this fucking show and rate us and leave comments there. Apparently, that makes people pay attention to you. I don't know. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start with our listener questions. And listen, guys, Maxwell has to read today. So hunker in. Okay, guys. This is from Sarah. Sarah said, stop <laughs> laughing at me. I'm trying to do this good. <laughs> hey, cast. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dragon is quickly approaching. I'm coming for the first time. I'm excited to meeting all of you. Is everyone going to be there? What are you most looking forward to? That was a typo in the letter and not a typo from Maxwell's reading. I have to make that known. That was. You're welcome. Well, You're I welcome. I don't want you to be embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed. I read it verbatim. <laughs> uh, Dragon weekend is close. Lucy's not coming. I'm going to be there. Maxwell's going to be there. I'll be there Saturday and Sunday. The Vixen's going to be there. I'll be there all the days. Are you excited about DragCon? Yeah, I'm excited. I've This is my first year with a booth, obviously, so it's going to be cute. And last year was your first year, right? Yeah. And if you all remember, last year um, I booked the Vixen at my uh, party that I had at Precinct. Pre Right. The Sweet Home Chicago show. That's and yeah. so Dusty Balls was in it as well. I had Dusty Balls and uh, the Vixen and Lucy's stool. Um, Kenzie Coulee and Kenzie Coulee. Yeah. It was a great time. I I knew you were death. I'm a star maker, Vixen. I'm a star maker. It was uh, you. It was, <laughs> it was all Tony Soto. Uh, Hopefully, it rubs off on me too. <laughs> I'm praying. What are you looking? You, you hated me. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking forward to, Maxwell? Um, I'm excited to see everybody. I think it's just going to be a big old gay high school reunion that's true It'll it's be... gonna be like the instagram explore page comes to life it's always nice to see people that you miss and really not to see people that you know you know so you're gonna get a little bit of all that yeah it'll be great it'll be like a <laughs> nice reminder why i left chicago yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, well listen sarah if you want to come by the tony soto show table i will be there and I'm giving away stickers because, you know, she's got money. And I'm selling stickers because <laughs> I need money. Uh, and we'll be there all three days, too, even the 12th, because we're not scared of boom. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Oh, yeah. I'll be there for Donna 12. That's right. Uh, Lucy. Tony. You want to read that other question? Well, sure. No problem. Uh, this next question is from Steven. I'm having a real karma moment. My BF and I met when he was in a relationship. They ended up breaking up and we started dating. Fast forward a year. My BF apparently ran into his ex in WeHo. The ex moved out of LA after the breakup and we weren't aware he came back. I had a very Whitney moment because I found a receipt to a place I know they used to frequent. When I asked him about it, he quickly came clean that they were talking and he has feelings again. I know there's no real sympathy for me on this, but I love my BF. Should I fight for him? Oh, the vixen. Why don't you start out with giving uh, Steven some advice here? Well, Steven, I would say, you know, there is no controlling another living being. And if they feel like they are better off with their ex then you should find out who you're better off with. <laughs> that's that's because I mean, here's the thing, Stephen, and I want to I want to say thank you for being honest and candid. Um uh because let's face it, 
what you mean by uh, they ended up breaking up was that you uh-huh. broke them up. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. you ended that relationship much to the chagrin of that ex, I would imagine. So I think you're correct in saying that this, if they're, not that I believe in karma, but I think that this would be the definition of karma. Yeah. Lucy? I mean, I say if he's a cheater, then no one is safe. Not you, girl. Yeah. And that's who he is. No this one sounds is like safe. A pattern. Is it worth fighting for? Because here's the thing. Here's, I, I don't care. I don't believe that there is a single person, and I know this is generalizing, but I truly do not believe there is a single person who could let go of a cheat, cheating situation. Like, actually forget it and forgive it. And the fact that your relationship is based on a broken relationship that you took Broke. part you took part in, um, I, I I don't know I I don't know I think like this would be something that you would still have to worry about regularly. Maxwell, what do you think? Um, I think if you really love him, you should talk to him about it and figure it out. I don't necessarily fight for it is what you need to do, but. I mean, I think adult conversation is definitely necessary in this moment. You're so grown up. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I know. I canceled my one insurance today and filled out the other one. I did so many adult things today. I know. I'm an adult now. Well, almost. Um, listen, good luck, Steven. Listen, good, there's probably other guys with boyfriends that you are more than welcome to go break yeah. up. Listen, you don't want to become out of practice to that. You know, it's a gift to break up a relationship. Just become a thruple. It's like on trend right now. Actually, you should do that and report back because it is on trend right now. And I just want to know. Yeah. Would you ever do a thruple, uh, Vixen? Um, Not... Not romantically, sexually, hell yeah, but <laughs> you would. It's hard enough. It's hard enough getting one person to deal with me, but <laughs> it's a lot of work. No, Derek burying. You're not gonna bring it. Move in two more, and oh no, <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's usually it's not worth it. Yeah, we all remember. Poor girl. I know. Um, so broken. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna wrap this up by me reading a question, and it's from Oliver, and it says, "I want to sleep with my boyfriend's twin brother." who is also gay. I don't want to do incest stuff. Just a one-on-one romp. I think he wants it too. My partner and I are adventurous and open, so I want to ask, is this a bad idea? I think so. I think it's a bad idea. (laughs) I think it's a bad idea. You Um, can always ask. I mean... I think it's a bad idea, but I would probably be in the same boat if that was... Because... You gotta, you gotta wonder, right? I mean, the thing is, is if I want to fuck you, and then there's another person that looks like you, I'd want some, I'd want some, I'd want you both. <laughs> now that's when I would want physical confirmation. Uh, absolutely, right girl. I'd be like, <laughs> confirm it all over me. I mean, yeah. I feel like it would depend on how much you like your boyfriend. Yeah. Because like, if that's a relationship you're willing to like make awkward. Then sure, because I mean, he may not like that you asked that. That's true. I mean, but this could be this could be uh, an unwarranted fight. Lucy, what do you think? Do you think it's worth the hassle? Maybe you could like ask it like indirect questions. You know, like so, like is there anyone off limits to who we like mess around with on each other? Like, you know, would you say like best friends? Would you say family? Like, what what ex- You know, 
is anything open game or you know what you, are our boundaries? I love how you fit it in. I love how you even pose the question. You're like, you know, friends, family, uh, other <laughs> <laughs> so good. Your Lucy. twin brother. Yeah. Your twin brother. <laughs> you really have to you have to really ask yourself if the foundations of your relationship is strong enough to do something like this. Oh, being open is one thing, but to say that you want to have sex, I mean like be like Thanksgiving's going to be awkward forever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, so exactly. How would, how would you feel if someone you were dating wanted to have sex with Brandon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tony, tell us. I would say that they have I would say that they have two very different types, you know what I mean? So I don't think I've ever seen you be that quiet for that long. <laughs> I thought I thought you were gonna say if I was a twin, I'd be like, listen, I can get a full length mirror and I can stand by it when you fuck me. Jesus Christ. Um <laughs> So were you one of the twins, you wouldn't understand this fixation. <laughs> But you absolutely are gung-ho about it if you're the third party. Look, the thing is, is I guess if if I had a twin, I, I mean, I would probably fuck me. Yes, I probably would have a gross relationship with my twin brother, unfortunately. But that's because I'm, I like the way I look. Well, and at least you're honest. <laughs> I'm so upset with you. <laughs> you guys aren't even in the same room, so this is why you guys are okay with him saying that. I'm like sitting here... Oh no! Tony's, I, I agree. Tony's and now he's touching me. Always bothered me. <laughs> I am unwell. Well, I had a great time. Did you have a good time, Vixen? I loved it. I'm so glad to see you guys. Oh my god, guys. it is so yeah. glad. I'm so glad to have you on the show. It's so good to see you again. And you were so accessible. Like it's oh, so, you know. now maybe maybe I can get some other girls on the show. But don't send guys. I'm doing what I can. I got the Vixen. She's the most interesting one this season. Yeah, she's <laughs> controversial. I'll see if I can get Vanjie for you. Oh my god. <laughs> we would have such a wonderful I'm gonna make a princess dress. I want it! <laughs> <laughs> I want that in my life. Um, so, Vixen, besides being on the television, are there any other things? Or do you have a website or something you want to tell people they can follow you on? Oh, yeah, definitely. Check out thevixensworld.com, and you can get all my merch and shirts and music and all that good stuff. And see her at DragCon. Oh, yeah. Come. See me with them hugs, not with them hands. <laughs> <laughs> Poetry. Uh, thank you again, girl. I love you. Thank you so much. Love you. Uh, we have Lucy Wack. What are you doing for uh, the rest of your life? Uh, Friday, I am going to be in the Titty 500 in Indianapolis. That is a festival hosted by the Rocket Doll Review. Uh, and uh, I'm going down there with Dahlia Fatal and Tila Von Twirl. And it's going to be really cute. It's a two-night event, but I'm going to be there for Friday night. You girl, good at Maxwell at the White Rabbit Friday oh, night. White Rabbit, May fourth, White Rabbit, Indianapolis. Some pills make us larger. What? Go. go. Oh, okay, me. Yeah, okay, you, cool. Maxwell. Hi, um, I'm gonna be at DragCon um the 12th and 13th, and um if you can't wait to see me, then you can um check out a millennial moment with Maxwell on. Uh, the Tony Soto Show's Patreon at patreon.com slash the Tony Soto Show. 
Um, I'm going to be bringing more um, iconic butt stickers to DragCon with me. So please bring your... Don't roll your eyes at me. You have stickers that you're just giving away. That's right. That's an icon. That is <laughs> useless. I don't need money. She's already rich in spirit and in money. I'll remember that next time you say something negative. <laughs> <laughs> well hang on it's gonna be any second now i know um are you done yeah oh and see me at sax if you got some shmoney you want to spend <laughs> while you're in town for drag con <laughs> that's right that's right um listen guys you can hear me every thursday on the gay power half hour with my good judy casey lie on itunes um but this is big news because on uh, may 5th uh, Learn the Words, bitch, uh, is going to start streaming live on Periscope. Apparently, this is a thing that people still do all across the world. So if you would like to see what a Learn the Words, bitch, hosted by Tony Soto, looks like, um, then follow at Learn the Words, bitch, on Periscope. And that will be on May, f- May 7th. Monday at 9.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And our guest judges are Tito Bonito and Anita Procedure. And as always, Instagram, Twitter, and Venmo at The Tony Soto Show. Until next week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.